It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. 17 days to go until the 2023 NFL Draft. Who is it going to be, Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud? I'll tell you right here on Locked On Panthers. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, your team every day. That's our motto here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, and be sure to follow me. Julian Council on Twitter, at Julian Council, where on Fridays I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions, either at me or DM me if you'd like to participate in this week's edition of the weekly Friday mailbag on Locked on Panthers. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp connects you with licensed therapists who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Locked on today to get 10% off your first month. 17 days away, we are from the start of the 2023 NFL Draft in Kansas City, Missouri. Still still really surprised that KC Moe was the choice, but either way, congratulations to Kansas City and to their city as they have the NFL Draft come up here, and the Carolina Panthers will be on the clock at number one overall where they're going to take a quarterback. Is it going to be Bryce Young or will it be C.J. Stroud? It does not appear that it's going to be Anthony Richardson or Will Levis as FanDuel our official sports betting partner here on the Locked On Podcast Network, last week changed the odds, saying that Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud are co-favorites at minus 110 before it was Stroud as a favorite and Bryce Young at plus 220. And if you had those Bryce Young odds at plus 220, congratulations, because now you might be in a better position to make some money if the Panthers do, in fact, select Bryce Young in 17 days' time there in Kansas City as their top overall draft choice. And the fact that the betting line changed lets you know that maybe Bryce Young might be the guy now. Now, the Panthers, back when they first traded up to number one the Chicago Bears, C.J. Stroud vaulted up to number one, making you think that, okay, C.J. Stroud is probably who they went up to go get. And when you looked at him at the Combine and in the Pro Day and the fact that the Panthers sent 12 people from their traveling contingent there to Columbus, Ohio, he seemed to be the favorite. But for whatever reason, things might have changed recently to where Bryce Young is now the co-favorite and could end up being the pick. But we'll find out here in 17 days' time. Now, maybe Matt Miller of ESPN.com, at NFL Draft Scout on Twitter, can tell us what exactly is going on and who the true favorite and who the pick will be based off of the intel that he has. Now, remember, y'all, I talk about mock drafts. I say send them all straight to hell. I'm talking about the mock drafts that are just done for whatever reason to drive clicks and impressions on the internet. That's not necessarily all that ESPN 
and The Athletic and some of these other sites are doing, when guys like Dane Brugler and Mel Kiper Jr. and Todd McShay and Jordan Reed and Matt Miller, I guess today, put out a mock draft, they're putting out the picks that they think the team will make based off of what they've been told. They're not putting out picks based off of what they want to see happen. Sure, if you do a seven-round mock, you're guessing at the end, and all this is guesswork, but the first round, especially in the top 10, you're going to have source information. You're going to have a little bit of an idea what the team is leaning on doing and what player they're favoring at that position. And Matt Miller, back when he did his first mock draft, he thought the Colts were going to trade up to number one. They're going to take Bryce Young. He has Bryce Young as his top-rated quarterback. He thought the Panthers could have sat there at nine and got C.J. Stroud. So now that the Panthers are sitting at number one, and Houston's still there at two where he had them taking Will Levis, and it looks like Stroud's the favorite to go to Carolina, does he still think the Panthers are going to take Stroud at one, or is it Bryce Young who's going to go at number one overall in the draft? We'll ask him about that. I'll also ask him, 39, what are we doing, man? Receiver? Tight end, edge rusher, is this deep enough draft for an edge rusher? Does it make sense there? Where's the value? Is it corner? Tell me what the Panthers are going to do. Is there a sleeper in this draft the Panthers can get later on in the fourth, fifth round with those picks they got from San Francisco? Let me know, Matt Miller, what's going on. So we're going to find that out right here on the show today. Very excited about this. Matt Miller of ESPN.com told y'all I want to get some guests on here, and I think we got a huge one right now of Matt Miller on today's show. So we're going to talk to Matt Miller of ESPN.com here when we come back on Locked on Panthers. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and changing. Therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do until we talk through things. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge discover your potential at BetterHelp. visit betterhelp.com slash locked on today to get 10 percent off your first month that's betterhelp h-e-l-p.com slash locked on is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements maybe it's time for a rebuild or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the lombardi trophy Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, back here on Locked on Panthers, as promised, Matt Miller, NFL Draft Scout for ESPN.com. Follow him on Twitter, at NFL Draft Scout. Matt, how are you doing, man? I'm doing well, dude. We're sitting here three days before the draft, and I feel like I'm, my head's above water. So I'm, so far, so good. Uh, this is the, everybody likes to, you know, it's the crazy time of year, and it really, truly is, but it's also the most exciting, so uh, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to make that short drive up to Kansas City to get this thing going. Yeah, you know how I know that you're getting kind of worn down? You said three days. We still got three weeks, man, so we're oh not quite gosh. there yet. Three weeks. <laughs> three weeks. Yeah, 21 days, three weeks. Uh, I, it's funny because right before I came out, I saw my wife, and I was like, three more weeks. 
three more and like four really like four weeks things will get quiet and she's just like uh-huh sure <laughs> you know so weeks not days it, it never go. ends man and this is your time of the year to shine so i know the college ball season you spend all that time watching the games watching yeah. longhorns and the rest of college football and seeing who the prospects might be but really this is your time to shine so enjoy it bask in it but i'm sure you need a vacation uh, more than any of us especially after these next four weeks yeah, and I mean, you guys might be you might be partying in Charlotte, so I might I might just hop over and and hang out with you guys because uh, it's it's going to be fun. That's my you know my thing about the draft is like you we're selling hopes and dreams, and everything's good. You know, on April twenty seventh, everything's good, and everybody has an opportunity. Every fit can be Joe Burrow or Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady. So it's that's what makes it a lot of fun is being able to interact with like folks like yourself, but also with fans who. 32 fan bases out there that that know that one pick can change that entire franchise. So that's the fun part for me. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, the NFL sells hope better than any sports league, especially here in our country, here in the U.S. And let's talk about that hope and what's being sold right now to the Carolina Panthers as they have traded up to number one and they're targeting a quarterback. Of course, we've talked about here on the show, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson, Will Levis, the top four quarterbacks in this class. Now, you haven't had a mock draft in a while. When you had a mock draft, yeah. you initially had the Colts trading up to number one to get Bryce Young, then the Texans taking Will Levis at two, and the Carolina Panthers staying pat at nine and getting C.J. Stroud. Well, of course, things have changed. Carolina at number one. Yeah. Would you still have the Panthers or that top team taking Bryce Young? Where have things changed in your mind with the Carolina Panthers moving up to number one and possibly eyeing a guy like C.J. Stroud of Ohio State? Yeah, I have a seven-round mock draft coming out in a couple weeks, and I'm not anywhere close to done with it, so I won't even pretend like I know all the picks. But I do know pick number one is is in. I've I've already turned it in. It's ready to go, and it's C.J. Stroud. And, yeah, things have changed. Like you said, that last mock draft was right before the NFL scouting combine. Obviously, a lot changes, not just because of the workouts, but because the intel you collect at the scouting combine. And also, it's important to remember that, you know, these top four quarterbacks are all either underclassmen or like Will Levis was hurt, so he didn't go to the senior bowl. So the combine was the first time that NFL teams were around these players in a professional setting to where they could be evaluating, you know, what they're like personality-wise, what they're like trait-wise. So after that, uh, after the combine, I, I was all in on C.J. Stroud as the number one quarterback to come off the board. I'm still a huge Bryce Young fan. I don't know that you could go wrong, really. They're, they're very different, though, and I think you're starting to, you know, pick what, what style you want a quarterback a little bit more than this player's better than that player. And for me, with the, the structure that the Panthers have in place, Stroud just makes too much sense. Yeah, I was looking at your latest positional rankings on ESPN.com. You have Bryce Young ranked as your top quarterback, followed by C.J. Stroud, yep. then Anthony Richardson, Will Levis, and Hinton Hooker, which I, I feel like sort of the consensus. You could either flip Bryce Young with C.J. Stroud. They're one and two. Yep. And then after the combine and his pro day, Anthony Richardson seems to have vaulted the number three pretty clearly over Will Levis. So having Young as your top quarterback, but Stroud the Panthers, that's based off of the intel. And also, is that more so with the yeah. height and the concerns there? Because I know a lot of people here in Charlotte, we talk about we could be partying. I'm a little bit worried that if the Panthers take Bryce Young, as much as I want him here and think he's the better quarterback, I'm worried that a lot of people are going to be so focused on he's 5'10", no quarterback at that size has ever had any success in the NFL, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Whereas if it takes C.J. Stroud, not necessarily is he the safe pick, but he's the pick that I think is going to prevent this fan base from ripping itself to shred the pieces. 
No, you're absolutely right. I think anytime you draft an outlier, it's scary. You know, it, whether that be because of height or for me, Bryce Young, the weight is more of an issue than the height. You know, he sure. would be the lightest player at quarterback selected ever in the first round or, or as long as like modern era, you know, in the first round. So that's definitely a concern. I do think like to your point, the mock draft is all based on intel. It's not what I would do. Um, mm-hmm. It's not, you know, I mean, maybe at like somewhere in like the sixth or seventh round, you're like, oh, I think this guy would be a good fit here you know, I'll put those two together, but in the first round, especially it's really about what have you heard? What are people telling you? And and again, coming out of the combine where you're there, you know, spending those 4 AM night slash mornings, trying to get information, trying to talk to people, everything that came out, I'll say this, everything that came out once the trade happened in okay. Indy, it was all like, it was all CJ Stroud, CJ Stroud. Yeah. Like he was blowing people away after the trade is really when um, I'll tell a little backstory I got tipped off the trade was going to happen about three hours before it happened. And you can go look at my tweets from that day. There's a tweet from me saying, if I'm the Carolina Panthers, I do everything it takes to get to number one so I can get that guy. And that was because the person who told me, hey, this trade's coming. They're like, you cannot break this news. I don't have the authority to tell you to break the news, but I can tell you this trade's coming. And it's okay to like put out there that this is what you would do if you would truly do this. I was like, well, yeah, I've been saying that on TV for days that that's, they should go all in get their guy. So the person who told me that this trade was coming told me it was for CJ Stroud. Now, obviously things can change. We all remember the Mac Jones, San Francisco 49er situation. I definitely remember it because I had to, you know, put my foot in my mouth on that one. But with CJ Stroud to the Panthers, that has been the consistent message that, that you hear across the board ever since the trade happened. So things could definitely change. But I, I think right now the prevailing wisdom is that it, it would be C.J. Stroud if the draft were today. Yeah, and this is coming out on Monday, April 10th. So we're going to have 17 days until night one of the NFL draft and the Carolina Panthers makes its decision. And they've said from the beginning, and, and even with the intel you just gave us, like with the thought that they're trading with the C.J. Stroud, because you saw Vegas, especially FanDuel, Sportsbook partner, he unlocked on. They immediately had C.J. Stroud as a top pick. Recently, I saw on Thursday as we're recording this, it's now a tie between Bryce Young and CJ Stroud at minus 110. So maybe things might be yeah. leveling off after the last couple of days. But you, but as you mentioned, things can change. But the initial intel in the thought process yeah. is that they'll get CJ Stroud. And I felt like the same case for, for the long time that, all right, I think Bryce is a better player, but I feel like for them, the concerns with the height and more so the weight like you bring up. And also that CJ yeah. is an excellent player. Let's not sit here and act like he's not, because we all know that they're right, right there. Right, right. Like, he's great. With each yeah. other. He's, he's fantastic. The accuracy, the height, it makes a lot of sense. And I was totally fine with taking either one of them. I would have been fine taking Anthony Richardson, just knowing how much of an athletic freak he is. And the points of the staff that they built around Carolina here in the young rookie quarterback is to be able to have him be up to the level where he can be a starting quarterback in the NFL. And they don't get him there. Well, Frank Reich, Scott Bitter, and everyone else here in Carolina is not going to be here in three, four years. So we'll see how that works out. Now, another conversation we've been having here in Carolina, aside from who's going to go number one, is what do you do at 39? It's the Panthers, they got right. some options. After trading DJ Moore, yeah, they've added Adam Thielen and DJ Chark. When you look at this wide receiver core, it's not good, if we're being honest with ourselves. And I hate to say that. Yeah. I, I like the prospect that Terrace Marshall was coming to LSU. He's never been healthy. I'm hoping this year that he can be. Thielen maybe has another good year or two out of them. DJ Chark gets a one-year deal, so that's not necessarily a long-term option. I would like to see them go to wide receiver. I saw in your latest mock, which, again, it's been a minute, you had the Panthers taking a corner. Looking at it right now, 
So they take CJ Stroud yeah. number one. What do you think they should look to do there at 39? Yeah, I think that it's a really interesting scenario. We'll see how it plays out. If there's a run on wide receivers in the 20s, which I think there, I really do think there could be. Like, let's say Jackson Smith and Jigba goes in the teens, which is where he should go, early teens. And then we're going to see a run on Jordan Addison, Zay Flowers, Jalen Hyatt, Quentin Johnston. If those five receivers are all off the board when the first round ends, I think corner is probably a better value. You know, that means someone has fallen, whether it's Deontay Banks probably doesn't make it out of the first round. Maybe Emmanuel Forbes from Mississippi State is there. So I, I start to think that might be a better value. Otherwise, you're almost you're pulling someone up to that 39 spot. Um, it's not it's not a really deep wide receiver class. I think it is a deeper corner class. So there might be an argument of, hey, like let's you know we'll reach a little bit for a Cedric Tillman from Tennessee who was great before he he injured his ankle, or you know let's reach a little bit for a Josh Downs from North Carolina, you know, right in the backyard who could be a very dynamic slot player because you have some guys who can play on the outside. Um, I think that's where you get into the, the question of, would you rather walk away with, you know, reach at wide receiver or do you take the value at corner and look in the third round for, you know, Rasheed Rice, someone, you know, someone like that caliber, a player, um, Jonathan Mingo maybe would be there as well from Ole Miss. But for me, corner is just the better, most likely better value at 39 because I think we see the, the top five, receivers get picked off the board pretty quickly on round one. Okay. And, and I saw looking at your wide receiver rankings, you had Smith and Jigba at one, Flowers at two, Addison at three, Hyatt at four, Quentin Johnson at five. And you had a great article and you broke it down. Well, a lot of these teams in the NFL, basically every team, they only have 15 first round grades on players. I think you yeah. came up with about 19 of them and only two of the wide receivers. That that doesn't mean that only two wide receivers go in the first round. As you just mentioned, there could be a run right. late in the twenties, but you had Jack and Smith and Jigba and Jordan Addison as first round prospects. Do you think it's possible that Jalen Hyatt is sitting there at 39? Cause that's been the name. A lot of us have talked about like Josh Downs, obviously is because of local ties, but also fantastic yeah. player. He's been in conversation and, I guess in, in a way, too, Jalen Hyatt went, was from Irmo, South Carolina, so he's been from the Carolinas. He's local. Do you, could you see him potentially, I don't know, falling back or being available there at 39? I would be surprised, but it's okay. not out of the question. But I, yeah. I would be surprised. Just the way he plays and the, the role that he plays, whether you want to compliment, you know, like say it's the scheme or it's Hendon Hooker. I've heard it every which way. I've heard people say Jalen Hyatt's not good because the scheme and Hendon Hooker. I've heard Hendon Hooker's not good because of Jalen Hyatt and the scheme. I don't, to me, I think, I think they're both actually just really good. Uh, Hyatt, what he does is a deep threat. There's so much value in that, man. We see players every year go higher than expected because they're that great deep threat. I mean, Henry Ruggs going ahead of Jerry Judy, going ahead of CeeDee Lamb. That shocked people, but it was because, Hey, everybody needs that deep threat. Uh, Will Fuller going as early as he did. You know, we could go back to John Ross, Corey Coleman, uh, Jahan Dotson. Uh, there are so many guys that fit that profile that go first round because they're this, hey, they, they can take the top off the defense. And, you know, Quentin Johnston's not going to be able to do that as consistently. Or uh, Jordan Addison's not going to do that as consistently. So I, I love Hyatt. I think he would thrive there. But I, I'm a believer that he goes off the board in the 20s. Okay. You bring up those deep ball threats. I'm not hearing a lot of names that were all that successful. Now, Will Fuller, when he was healthy, certainly a fantastic right. player. So it seems like these teams are taking a risk on these deep ball guys, and they're not really panning out at the next level. Not to say that Hyatt can't and won't, but that's just interesting when you bring up some of those names and some of the examples in the past. So we'll see. I mean, Carolina might not have an opportunity to take him anyways, but it'll be interesting to see how that pans right. out 
with some of the teams ahead of them, ahead of them or a late part of the first round of this upcoming draft. Um, well, how about this? The Panthers so far looking at free agency, they have not brought in an edge rusher. There's still some veteran guys out there. Leonard Floyd would make some sense knowing that he's played in the same scheme of the Jero Barrow back in Los Angeles with the Rams, and he's still a free agent. There's some other older pass rushers that could be available. But the Panthers, outside of Brian Burns, don't really have anybody. I saw you put this out on Twitter yesterday. Yeah. That B.J. Ojolari, the edge rusher out of LSU, he's an underrated guy who you could see sneaking into the back part of the first round. If he's sitting there at 39, like does that make sense for the Panthers? Because I'm also looking at the top needs that you yeah. and Jordan Reed did. Now, Jordan wrote the blurb on the Panthers, but you guys talk about quarterback, wide receiver, inside linebacker, edge rusher, and corner. Like, Is Ojolari somebody that the Panthers could be looking at at 39? I, I absolutely think so. I mean, Ojolari, like you said, I tweeted this out. I don't understand why he's not being talked about more because the traits are absolutely there. I mean, the hip, the ability to bend, that little dip that he has, he has good length, first step quickness. I, I think Ojolari is one of those things where people saw him as a freshman and thought, all right, this is the next dude at LSU. And he didn't ever have like great production. He had good, not great production. So I think that was part of the problem is people expected him to be something he wasn't. And he is a little bit of a work in progress, but I think you could throw Ojolari in there, Will McDonald from Iowa State, Keon White from Georgia Tech, I'd say all those guys are kind of in that window of like they could slip a little bit because there are so many good pass rushers in this class that it, it I think it stands to reason someone's going to slip and 39 could be the sweet spot for that. How deep is this edge rushing class? Is 39 where you got to get your guy or could you wait to 93 there in the third round? I think by 93, you're probably – you're starting to get people that are a little bit deficient. Like, you're getting role players, not starters. Now, like, someone yeah. can pop out of that group. But, like, you're getting, like, a like a Zach Harrison from Ohio State. who's like He's a really solid player, but he's more of, you know, a power pass rusher. He's probably never going to – you know, he doesn't have the burst to be, like, a double-digit sack guy. Or, or you're drafting projects. Um, one of my favorites in that range is Dylan Horton from TCU, who – if you watch the end of TCU season, not the Georgia game, if you watch like the Michigan game, if you watch, you know, the, the Big 12 championship, Dylan Horton was a monster in, in those games. Don't watch the Georgia game. I don't think TCU played defense that whole game. But if you watch the other games, uh, and that's not Dylan Horton's fault. Uh, I think he yeah. still had a good game against Georgia. But uh, he is he's probably my favorite, like, round three developmental type pass rusher. Okay. Zach Harrison, former five-star and. I remember talking to Chip Patterson, my buddy who works over at CBS Sports, and he had put together an article a couple years ago being like, who could be that next guy to like come after Chase Young? And he had Zach Harrison, and as you mentioned, yes. he's got – it never really popped. So I have a hard time seeing it happen now in the NFL. And Brandon Smith, who's here in Carolina, is kind of a similar player, has the athleticism, but never really became yeah. that guy at Penn State, which is why he's a fourth-round pick a year ago. Who knows? Maybe uh, with some better coaching and his new scheme, he might be able to find a role – uh, down the line in this defense. Now, tight end, Panthers signed Hayden Hurst. Uh, there's been some thoughts here that they could still look at somebody later on in the draft, maybe in the third round. The Panthers are out there in the fourth round with two picks at 114 to 132. It's apparently a deep tight end class from what I've read. Is there someone yeah. there that could make sense that in a couple years could take over as that key pass catching tight end once Hayden Hurst's contract expires here in Carolina? I will say I loved Tommy Tremble coming out, so I'm still holding that hope that Tommy develops because the traits are crazy. We just got to yeah. see him actually do it. So uh, we can't factor him in long term. The tight end class, like you said, Julian, it is it is stacked, but I think we're going to see these guys go early because it's not a good wide receiver class. You know, so it's like it's where this class is weak 
on like interior offensive line, wide receiver, defensive tackle. I think we're going to see a lot of GMs get to the late second and third round and be like, you know what? Let's take the tight end. This tight end is like, this dude's good. So I think when you make your, your board, when you stack your board, there are a lot of tight ends on it, but they're all in the top 70. So it's like, because this is not a great draft class, we'll see positional value can mess things up. Uh, but it does look like the tight ends are going to go earlier rather than later. Uh, just because you're going to, I think you're going to go to your grade with a lot of those guys and be like, all right, uh, Dalton Kincaid, we got him higher than we do the number two receiver in this class. Let's take him. Uh, Michael Mayer, yeah, we got him higher. Let's take him. So I, I think we'll see those guys come off early instead of normally you would see, hey, there's like eight, nine starters at this position. We can wait. I think because it's a down draft class, those guys are going to go earlier. Yeah, and we were talking earlier about 39. You're saying corner positional value makes probably more sense than wide receiver with the top five guys yeah. that you have up there likely possibly being gone before the Panthers are back on the clock at 39 could tight in. Could that make sense? And I, I would expect that Kincaid out of Utah, yeah. he's going to be probably a first rounder. Mayor's probably is definitely going to be a first rounder. I mean, could someone like um, Darnell Washington out of Georgia or Musgrave out of Oregon state. Could that make sense there for the Panthers, especially yeah. if you're trying to find a pass catcher? Yeah, I have, I have Musgrave ranked at like 45 overall. I have Washington at 34 overall. Uh, Sam Laporta from Iowa's in there. Luke Schoonmaker from Michigan. Tucker Craft from uh, South Dakota. Uh, this, it's a good tight end class. It yeah. really is. And like those, those guys are all starters. Um, so uh, I, I definitely think this is a year where, yeah, you could at 39 tight end people are going to yell about the position of value a little bit, but they're just really good players. Um, if you wait till the third round, the guy I would want badly is Britton Strange from Penn State. Um, he's a little bit of a different mod. It's like almost like an H-back usage is how he was played, but 4-7 um, speed, you know, NFL size. He's had to be a move blocker. He's had to catch, uh, you know, a lot of different types of route combinations. So if you're going to wait, that's who I would probably be trying to wait for. Okay. And last one for you, linebacker. Shaq Thompson, he gets a rework deal here in Carolina. He sticks around. Don't know what they would have done had they not brought him back here. Frankie Louva really popped last season. But he's going to free, be a yep. free agent next year. And you got to wonder, I mean, the Panthers right now project to have $84 million in cap space. They still got to re-sign guys like Brian Burns. Derek Brown's going to need a new contract. Jeremy Chin. There's a lot of guys in line there before you get to an off-ball linebacker like a Frankie Louvu. Are there any inside linebackers you look at in this draft class, maybe in the meat of the draft, that could be potential starters down the road in this Panthers defense? Yeah, definitely. I, I, and I think the beauty of the linebacker position is you can always find those guys. So I would say Dan Henley from Washington State, who – um, is just that like heat seeking missile at linebacker uh, or uh, DeMarvian Overshone, who Overshone coming out of Texas is a little bit lean. He's going to need some some time to add strength, to add a little bit of bulk to his frame, but three down run ability. I mean, he can cover a uh, range is phenomenal. So I think both those guys, especially since, like you said, you don't necessarily need somebody tomorrow who can play linebacker. You've got Shaq for at least a year. Um, those would be the two names of, of guys that, Again, if I were in there with Fitterer and the crew, I'd be like, hey, these are my guys. You know, if, if you want to talk about day three – or not day three, excuse me, round three linebackers, maybe round four for Overshone. Like, I'm yeah. putting a star next to those names because I've, I've watched those guys play a ton. And, you know, watch them at the senior bowl, watch them at the combine. And, and they both have the athleticism for today's game while also being very, very productive in college. So, you're not just, like, betting everything on a, a 40 time or a three-cone time. Like, we've, we've seen them do it, so we know that they can actually play. They just – 
you know, uh, they just might be like overshone. He's just a little skinny. He just needs some time to get stronger, but you can do that in the NFL. Is there one prospect? This is the last one. Is there one prospect in this draft you look at and you say, man, that guy would look great in Carolina Panthers black and blue that you would love to see here under Frank Reich in this offense or under a Jero Rivera on that defense. Is there one prospect you look at? It's like, man, the Panthers, they should get that guy. I mean, there's so many. Uh, CJ Stroud, can I cheat and just say CJ Stroud? <laughs> no, that's, that's too easy. Answer, right? Uh, right? Uh, I think we're so looking for like CJ a diamond Stroud. in the rough kind of guy. Okay. You know, he, actually, I did this a while back. I never published it. Um, we didn't end up using it. But I went and put through like a my favorite like sleeper for every team, and I put Roshan Johnson, the Texas running back. And like you know, I'm a Texas guy, but still, y'all had a lot of success success with Foreman last year, who was an afterthought, street free agent afterthought, had a ton of success. Johnson is a more dynamic version of that. He's a quarterback when he got to Texas, uh, had to back up Bijan Robinson, but he was like when you have to back up Bijan, you can be actually be the second best running back in the country, and you're still a backup. So I, I feel yeah. like for Roshan. He, he kind of got dealt a raw hand a little bit, but was productive when he got the ball. And I've, I've actually had teams call because they know how connected I am to that program. They're like, hey, what's the deal with your guy? I'm like, man, he's, he's great. You know, from a leadership perspective, from a three-down player perspective, he's not going to be, you know, he's not running a 4-3 or anything, but he has enough speed. He's a great blocker. He's a great receiver and just – plays his tail off. So that's my, actually, that was my Panthers uh, day three sleeper. I don't know if he gets to day three now, but at the yeah. time it was. Yeah. I feel like he's probably going there uh, day two. He's fantastic player. Mm -hmm. And I was one of the people, yeah. my philosophy is, and I'm, I'm mainly joking. I feel like all running backs should be making federal minimum wage, 725 an hour. I just don't see the value <laughs> like fine. Yes. $3 million yeah. is what uh, I think that um, what's our boy Foreman got up there in Chicago, which I'm yeah. totally cool with that. I'm not really cool at giving Miles Sanders four years, 25, even though it's really only 11 million guaranteed yeah. a two-year deal. I was fine with the Carolina Panthers waiting until the draft and getting someone. I didn't feel like they needed yep. to get a running back with Deuce Staley being here as an assistant head coach and having been a former running back and believing that running backs matter still. Well, that's why the Carolina Panthers got Miles Sanders. So maybe maybe they get Roshan Johnson, but it feels like that, uh, that ship has sailed for the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. But Matt, really appreciate your time. Let us know what you got coming down here the next three weeks as we're getting close to your vacation, getting close to the draft finally being here. <laughs> right. What, what you got coming out content-wise, uh, TV-wise, for the Panther fans to go check out as we lead up to the draft? I feel like if you turn ESPN on in the next three weeks, you're going to see this face a lot. So I apologize in advance uh, that the TV schedule is very busy. I actually have to turn in my final rankings tomorrow. So I know those will be coming out very soon. And as I mentioned, the Monday of draft week, so is that the 24th? I have a yeah. seven-round mock draft that'll be on ESPN Plus. But in, in between now and then, we're doing a ton of cool stuff. As soon as I'm done with you, we're doing a super teams draft. So Mel Kuyper, Todd McShay, Jordan Reed, and myself, where we each get – it's like a round-robin type draft. It's just basically us shit-talking each other for 30 minutes on a Zoom call, picking players. But it, it will be good content, I promise. All right. I love it. Appreciate you, brother. Follow him on Twitter at NFL Draft Scout, but I'm, I'm sure you guys have already done that for a long time. Uh, he's one of the best out there in the business when it comes to the NFL Draft. Matt Miller of ESPN.com. Check him out there. And ESPN Plus, not that much. Subscribe. You get a ton for it. You can watch golf like the Masters, which is going on right now. And of course, get all right. that stuff that's going on with the NFL Draft and whatever else that they got going on there in the sporting world at ESPN. But that's Matt Miller. Again, appreciate you, Matt. Take care. Hopefully catch yep. up down the road and uh, appreciate all the work you do. Yep. Thank you, man. All right. We'll take a quick pause here in Locked On Panthers and come back and uh, wrap up the show.
Grand slams, no hitters, and double plays are back, and there's no better place to get in on the Major League Baseball action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. That's because right now, new customers can step to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, sign up, place your first bet, and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. So don't miss your chance to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com. FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Lockdown NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Awesome, awesome conversation there with Matt Miller of ESPN.com. Y'all have probably been following him for a long time. It's been a decade at Bleacher Report now in his second year covering the NFL Draft for ESPN.com. Follow him on Twitter at NFL Draft Scout. What a great Twitter name to have also for a guy who covers the NFL Draft. Does a really good job and gave us some pretty good insight. I don't know if I had read or heard anything saying the Carolina Panthers moved up for C.J. Stroud. And I know that's got a lot of you excited, being like, hell yeah, we got our guy. That's who I want, C.J. Stroud from Ohio State. But then maybe take a little bit of pause because Matt Miller did say, that's what I was That's what I was told back in March, back three hours before the trade was announced that they were moving up to C.J. Stroud. And now that the betting line has changed, like I told y'all, both Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, according to FanDuel, our sports betting partner here locked on, minus 110. CJ was the lone favorite. Now there's co-favorites, and it's looking like a coin flip for the Carolina Panthers to decide who their quarterback's going to be. It's either going to be CJ or Bryce. I don't see it being Anthony Richardson. I don't see it being Will Levis either. So we'll see what happens. But right now, there's a thought process, and I was reading Joe Person from The Athletic earlier this week or last week saying how when he did his new mock trap that he wanted to change Bryce Young based off of the recent intel. Remember, Matt's... Got the intel, but a little bit older, and things change. That's pre-pro day. I think that's that's pre uh, the draft, pre the trade that's coming right out of the scouting combine. That he thought the Panthers were going to get CJ Stroud. And he was told that's what they were going to do. So he said, right now, that's still what he would have. So he has not gotten any updated intel to tell him that it's not CJ Stroud. So right now we're looking at it. Seventeen days away, CJ Stroud is the answer here in Carolina as the number one pick in the NFL draft, and hopefully. Fingers crossed, the franchise quarterback here in Carolina for the next 10, 15-plus years. So we'll see what happens, but great conversation there with Matt Miller. Very happy to have him on. And my hope is the rest of the week, going to talk to some other people. I think Keith Sanchez of the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. We should have him on at some point in time. I reached out to Dane Brewer from the Athletic, hoping to get that to happen. Talk to some other people. I want to get as many guests on this show over the next couple of weeks leading up into the draft as possible. I have very little else to say about this draft to y'all. So I want to talk to these people and get their perspective, get their thoughts as they break down these quarterbacks, mainly Bryce and mainly CJ, and in some of these other picks out here that could potentially be at 39 or at 93 or at 114 and later on in the draft here in Carolina. I want to get as many voices on this show other than mine so I can give you all the best product possible and the most insight leading into the draft here 
on April 27th through the 29th down there in Kansas City, Missouri. But that's going to wrap up this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council. Where on Friday, I'll be back again to answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions, either at me or DM me over on Twitter, at Julian Council, to get those questions in. In the meantime, be safe, be happy, be whole, as always. Keep pounding, and I'll talk to you all on Tuesday. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.